0: If you would grab your Bibles, turn to the book of Mark, chapter number four, tonight. Gospel of Mark, chapter number four. Mark, chapter number four. We'll begin our reading in verse number 35. Bible says in the same day when the even was come he said unto them let us pass over unto the other side and when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Very familiar passage, I've heard our pastor preach it several times, Brother Williams through the years, uh, but don't, don't let this be a passage that just we just glaze over. There's always something that God wants to give us tonight, and, uh, and for the, just for a few minutes here, I want to preach on this thought. When Jesus is in the boat, it'll always stay afloat. Doesn't matter how full that boat gets. If he's in the boat, it's going to float. I'm thankful for that, and tonight we're going to preach a little bit about that. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. So thankful, Lord, that that is a truth when you're with us and, and when we're in the boat with you, and no matter uh, where we're going to go, we're going to make it to the other side. And Father, tonight there might be some in here that are their boats full of water. Lord, there's some things going on in their life just seem overwhelming, and so Lord, I pray that you'd help us to set a, see a fresh glimpse of you tonight. I pray that you encourage us in your word. And Lord, just strengthen us. Help us to, uh, uh, Lord, get some peace about maybe a situation we're going through. Father, I pray for the rest of our church headed out to Colorado. Please give them safety. Bless them this week. Use them in a mighty way. We're just thankful that we get to be here with you tonight. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Looking at this passage, uh, going over it this afternoon, and and uh, Lord, give me this. A couple days ago, uh, as past when Pastor asked me, and and uh, and as I'm looking at this, just reading over it, <clears throat> it is a it's a it's a powerful passage. It really is. I mean, to think about uh, when God wants us to get in the boat with Him and, and go to the other side. Sometimes we think it's just going to be a, a a cruise, right? And we're going to jump in, and everything's going to be just perfect, and we're going to we're going to have all we can eat uh, buffets and and uh, see the tropical views, but. It's not always like that. When we get in the boat with, with Christ, many times, we're going we're gonna to face some storms. He wants us in the boat to teach us a lesson to trust Him, to have faith in Him. And, uh, as, and I can only imagine, imagine what's going on at this time. If you read, uh, if, and we'll not take time, but if you go back, you can go back tonight and start in verse number 1 of chapter 4, and Jesus uh, is, is spending the whole day ter- telling parables to, the, to all these people that are with Him. And the Bible says he jumps into a boat and pushes out just a little bit from the shore there uh, at the Sea of Galilee, and, and as the people are gather, gathered around, there's a great multitude gathered around wanting to hear what Jesus has to say. And as Jesus uh, continues to, to speak these parables, he, he, he gets honed in, in the last few verses uh, before we get to our text here tonight, and he talks about, uh, he gets the disciples there, and, they, and, they, and he kind of gathers them around and explains some things to them. But he had to have been tired. We know this. He was all God, right? But he was all man at the same time. And, you know, it's hard to understand all of that, but I do know the Bible says it's true. And so now he's got to be getting weary and tired physically. He's been up teaching and preaching all day long. And as he gets down, the, the day is becoming a nightfall. And the Bible says in verse 35, the same day, this whole day he's been uh, teaching and preaching, when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. I'm thankful for this, that God asked me and you to follow him. Uh, When times get hard, if you're following him, you know this, that he's the one that made the decision to get in the boat with you. And and that makes it easier to get through a a, a rough problem in your life. If you find uh, you're you're out on the sea of life and the the waves are coming in and everything's hitting you hard, and you're doubting whether you were supposed to even be in the boat, that can be a hard time to face. Because many times I've been there where I've, I've got into a boat and, and launched out myself and said, I'm going to do this. I don't believe God was in it. And I got out on the sea of life and, and, and the seas started throwing me around and it's not, a, it's not a fun place to be. But I do know this, that he did ask them to get in the boat with him and to pass over to the other side. And can I just say this? If we'll just follow Christ and do everything that he's asked us to do, we're going to safely reach the other shore. Can I say it like that? Uh, No matter where you're at in your life, if you're following him, it's going to be okay. It will be okay. Why? Because when he's in the boat, it does not sink. It's going to stay afloat. Uh, You don't have to worry about that. And I'm thankful for that. Verse 36 says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Boy, and I got to looking at that, it doesn't say that there's lightning and thunder. It doesn't say anything about that. It says a great, well, let's look at it. It says in verse 37, there arose a great storm of wind. When wind comes in real quick, if you've ever had a storm, uh, there's a big uh, storm, what they call a frontline winds will move in first. And it's all of a sudden. You don't even hear it, you don't see it, all, all of a sudden it hits you, kind of blindsides you, if you will. And, and I wonder if that's what happened here, where the disciples are obeying God, they're out in the boat with Jesus, they're heading over to the other side, it's nightfall. Um, and, and I remember as we, we rented a pontoon uh, when we were over there, and there was, uh, was of course, me, Dad, uh, Brother Danny, and his cousin John Sasser, and And uh, we got in the front of the boat, (laughs) I don't know if you remember that, it was a pontoon boat and it had the open front, and us four Americans apparently are too heavy for the front of that boat, because as we started launching out and the waves, it was a little bit of waves there that day, the (laughs) waves were coming in and starting to flood the front of the boat, and so we had to move to the back, and it wasn't my fault of course, but uh, we, we moved to the back and the boat seemed to miraculously shed the water and we floated just fine. Uh, but, but this I do know is that I was expecting, even, even out there a short time we were out on the Sea of Galilee a couple years ago, uh, it never did blow over a, a major storm in. I'm thankful for that. That was one of the things I was thinking about when we were out there. Uh, Lord, don't let a big storm just come in on us like this. I don't need to be uh, uh, you know feeling what the disciples felt. Uh, but as we were out there a little while, uh, there, the wind did pick up pretty good. And if you if you ever go there, if you ever seen any pictures of it, uh, there is like a wind. There's like a tunnel where the wind does just blow in from the from the west, and uh, it comes over the top of the mountain there and, and through that valley. are uh, right there where Tiberius is, and it and it comes in quickly. And it can it can storm a storm of wind can come up very suddenly, and you wouldn't know it's there. And that's what's happened here. The disciples are on the sea, they're obeying God, they get in the boat, they're going to the other side, it's dark out, they can't see anything, and all of a sudden, there's a storm that blindsides them. It's a storm of wind. And the Bible says here that the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. I don't know how full, full is. I mean, when I think of full, I like my boat to not have water in it. I mean, I like it to be on the outside, and I'm wondering how full, full is. I don't know. But I would say this tonight, that maybe your boat's full, and it's different from somebody else's boat being full. What am I saying? God knows exactly how full your boat can be without sinking. Wherever you're at in your life tonight, God knows exactly what you're going through, and he, and he, and he knows how far and how full your boat can be without sinking. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that our God knows that, uh, by heart. And so, as the disciples are in the boat, the Bible says the waves are beating into the ship, so now it is full. And the Bible says in verse 38, it, the, yeah, Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Boy, I'm so thankful for this. The Bible says, and he arose. He arose several times, amen, from the grave, we know that, but he arose here. I love this, he arose. What? He responded to his children. And no matter what you're going through tonight, I can tell you this, if you'll cry out to him, he'll arise from where he's, where he's at. Uh, we've even seen that in the Bible in Acts when, he, when Stephen is getting stoned. What did Jesus do? He was sitting down, he stood up, and he, he arose to look at his own child who was going through that stoning. I'm thankful for that. He'll arise, and, and what, what does that word mean, To, arise, to a, that he arose? That means this to begin to act, the exert, to exert power, I like this, to become visible. He makes himself known to you and I. Isn't that a blessing? That he'll, he'll, he'll arise in your time of trouble when you cry out to him. I'm so thankful for that tonight. And the Bible goes on to say that he, he, he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And exactly what he said is what happened. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Say, Brother Jim, that's, that's a good story. I love that story, but how does that apply to me? <clears throat> well, there's, there's a couple things here I believe that we can, we can see that can help us when we're in the storm. And maybe your boat's full tonight, and, it, and, it, and the waves are splashing in, and you're not really sure what you're going to do, where you're going to go, how it's going to be fixed, but you know this, you do know this, that Jesus is in the boat with you. You're trying to follow him. You're trying to do what's right. Can I tell you, that's the most important thing, that you'll make it to the other side, is keep him in the boat. And, and so as we look at this story tonight, and, and it's, a, it's a precious story because I really believe we can see a couple things here. Say, what, what, do I, what am I going to see, Brother Jim? Well, there's three things I want to show you that, that we need to keep our eyes on when, we're, when our boat is full and it feels like we're going to sink. Number one tonight, notice the place of Jesus. The place of Jesus. What are you talking about? Well, look at verse number 38 again. The Bible says, <clears throat> And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that is now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. He's in the hinder part. Now, if you're, if you're a seaman here, and, and uh, see, you've been out at sea, you, you know boats. And uh, my father was in uh, Vietnam for four years on an ammunition ship, USS Mount Hood. Uh, and you know the, the different uh, uh, the terminology of where the boats are at. I had to write it down because I always forget this. But if you're looking at the front of a boat, now we're all sitting in a boat right now, we're looking at the front. We have the, the front is the port. No, it's not, it's the bow. That's why you got to look at your notes. Left side's port, starboard side's the right side. And what's the, the, the rear of the boat is the stern. The Bible says here that Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship. He's in the stern, asleep. So why am I looking at the place of him? Because that's where the captain would be. That's where the captain would be who's in control of the ship. Can I just say, tell you tonight that no matter where you're at, what you're going through, if we'll just keep our eyes on him and realize this tonight, that he is in a place of absolute control. No matter how bad the waves are coming in, no matter how bad things are getting in your life, as we look at our text tonight, this is something that I've got to, and Jim Wolfram's got to be careful of, is that I've got to remember to keep my eyes on him. Why? Because I need to always remember where he's at right now. I serve a God that's not dead in the tomb. I serve Jesus Christ. And my Bible tells me in several places, and we can name a few, uh, you can look to Mark chapter 16, verse 19. In fact, let's just skip ahead a few chapters real quick. Turn to to Mark chapter 16 with me real quick. Say, where's Jesus at? Well, let's let's read a verse here. There's several more. Mark chapter 16, verse number 19 says, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. There are many scriptures that say this. Where's my God? He's up on his throne at the right hand of the Father. And so when, when times get hard and things are not going, everything's not going the way I want it to go, and my boat's getting full, first I need to remember to look to Jesus. Why? Because of the place where he's at now. He's in a place of authority on his throne. There's no problem too big for him. There's nothing that's going to overwhelm him. And when he's in my boat, I know it's not going it, to sink. It's going to stay afloat. And, and I need to remember that. That's a big deal. Why? Because Acts chapter 7 verse 39 says this, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. This, ball, this dirt ball that we live on is just a minute little thing to him. It's a speck. It's nothing for him to fix any problem. And then we know he's so big, so much bigger than the universe, but at the same time, he's so precise, he's so precise. He knows every little thing that's going on. And He knows every problem in your life tonight. And if, you, if the boat is full, remember the place of where He's at. Well, I'm telling you, it'll help you. It'll help you out. He controls all the universe, the wind and the sea. We saw it here in our text. And when, when, when God can get up, the same God that we serve, that is right here, He speaks to the wind and the sea. Who do you know can do that? Oh, you could speak to them, but you're not going to make them do anything you want. Man, he literally can make them do anything he wants. That's awesome. And that tells me why. How do I know that? Because I know he's on his throne. I know he's in a place uh, where, where when I look at this, this passage, I realize this, that he's in the back of the ship, that I know he's in control, that's the place where the captain would be, that he knows exactly the course we're taking, he knows what's coming ahead, he knew all of that ahead of time, so I can trust that he's in control. Not only the place of Jesus, we need to remember, notice secondly, the position of Jesus. I like this, this is a good one for me, the position of him. The Bible says in verse 38, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. He 's asleep on a pillow um, <clears throat> I remember through the years as as me and my brother david uh, we would there was, there was many different times storms would come through bad storms i mean you know lightning, thunder, hail, uh, tree limbs crashing, high winds, all of that and uh, there were there were a few times I can remember that. There was times where me and me and uh, me and my brother and, and mom would run to a room and and, uh, and we'd hunker down, shut the door, and and after a few minutes you hear it this thunder crashing and everything's roaring and I'm wondering where's Dad and so I'd peek out the door and Dad's got the front door open looking around, right? That's what dads do. <clears throat> as soon as I seen that it didn't bother him, storm didn't bother me. Not near as much. And when I learn this is that when I keep my eyes on the Lord, that he's not worried. If he's not worried about it, I don't have to be worried about it. That's a big deal with me. When I keep my focus on him and all the things are crashing around me and I know this, if I keep my eyes on him, not only I'm watching the place where he's at, I know he's in the position of all authority. Nothing's bigger than him. He's sitting on his throne even tonight. But not only that, he's, he's in a, his, I noticed his position here, that it, it, he's not worried about it. He's asleep on a pillow. That doesn't mean he doesn't care, by the way. That just mean it, that storm doesn't bother him. And when I keep my eyes on the Lord, I've realized this through my life, the older I get, that it, things worry me less when I keep my focus on him. We could go back to the story of Peter, when Peter walks on water. We all know that story real well. Whether, whether some have preached that he should have never got out of the boat, some preach that he, it's a blessing he did, I do know he walked on water. That would be pretty awesome. But as he gets out of the boat, we know the story. As he steps on the water, the storm is still raging, by the way. It's not, a, it's not calm seas. The, 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 the waves are going up and down. The lightning's striking. The thunder's roaring. The rain is coming down. And, and it's dark out. And, and, and boy, he's fearful, but he sees Jesus and he bids him. He says, bid me to come out. Can I come out to you? And as he obeys Christ and he gets out of the boat, I, I don't know how it was. Maybe, maybe he's dipping up and, up and down because he's walking on the water. The water's moving, right? And as he's walking on the water, maybe he loses vision just for a split second because of the waves. Then he comes back and he sees him again. I don't know exactly how it went, but I do know this. As soon as he got his eyes off of Jesus, what happens? He sinks. No different for you and I. And what we're looking at here tonight is, The position of of our Savior. I'm so thankful for that, his position. Look at, if you would, look at Colossians chapter 3 real quick. Colossians chapter 3. Got your Bible? Say amen. Amen. Precious word of God. Colossians chapter 3. Look at verse number 1 with me. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection. What's your affection? That's the things that captivate you, that are most important to you. And when I, when I, when I realize this in my, in my Christian walk, the more I realize that I keep my focus on him, my affections are all about him, that it's a lot easier not to get my focus on the things on the earth. Because what happens when that, when that happens? I start sinking. Things don't look good. I get more worried about the, the problems of the water coming in my boat. I'm just saying tonight, real quick with us, that not only notice the place of Jesus, uh, not only notice the position of Jesus, but then thirdly tonight, obviously the power of Jesus. Uh, we serve a powerful God. I'm so thankful for that tonight. Look at verse number 39, if you would. The Bible says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have not little faith, not great faith, but no faith? That had to be a dagger to their heart, I would think. Because he's right there with them the whole time. And he stands up, and he and he and he shows us. They cried out to him. He shows us power. He shows his uh, his authority over everything, even the the winds and the seas completely stop. And what what happens? They receive peace from him. I'm thankful for peace. You ever go through a hard? I already know this. is A rhetorical question. Just for a moment, think about this with me. I don't believe on dwelling on the past a lot, but sometimes it's good to remember where God's brought us out of. Yeah. Think of the hardest time you've ever gone through in your life right now. I don't want to dwell on it. I can, think of, I can think of it real easy, just like that. <clears throat> and the turmoil and the hot rocks in your stomach and the no sleep that you get for months because you don't know how it's going to turn out. And then you cry out to God, And he takes it away. And the peace you have now versus what you had then. And I'm telling you, it's awesome. That's our God tonight. Can I just tell tell you this? No matter what storm you're going through tonight, no matter how full your boat is with water, you're going to make it to the other side. You just stay in the boat with him. Unfortunately, there are so many that are jumping ship. They jump ship, their boat's full of water. I don't understand why you would jump ship. (laughs) You're jumping into a whole lot more water. And there's no safety out of the boat. Tonight I just want to encourage each and every one of us, stay in the boat. And and realize this that not only uh, realize this that when Jesus is in the boat with you and you're doing exactly what God would have you to do, it it'll always stay afloat. You're never gonna sink. Can I say it again? You'll never sink. You're never going to sink. I'm not saying you don't go through hard times. I'm saying your boat's not going to sink where you are defeated as a Christian. It will not happen if, you, if you're following the Lord. The only thing tonight would be this, are you following God? That would be the question for you and I. Are we doing everything God would have us to do? You say, well, I'm going through this tough time, and the water's beating in my boat and it's already full and I don't know where to, what to do, but I got this area of my life where I'm, I'm going to give everything to God except this area. Can I tell you, that's dangerous. That's like a hole in the boat. It's already full. Tonight, you, you can do this. You could come to an old-fashioned altar and say, Lord, I need you to help plug that hole. I don't want to fight this thing anymore than I got to. I want to get to the other side with you, and I want to stay faithful. And I tell you, God wants that for you and I; He really does. Let me close with this. If you would turn in your Bibles, the Gospel of John, chapter fourteen, real quick here, and we'll we'll be done. It's been a uh, it's going to be a record time, I think, getting out of church. I'll text Pastor that. John chapter fourteen. <clears throat> Say what? I'm thankful for Jesus, but Jesus is, is technically up sitting on the throne. Well, yeah, he is, but he didn't, he didn't leave without giving us someone else, the Holy Ghost. The Bible says here, if you would, look at verse 25, "...these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance." Whatsoever I have said unto you, that would be the story we just read. Everything that Jesus has said in his word, the Holy Ghost brings it to our remembrance. He says this, Peace I leave, unto, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let, your, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's our God. And we know this, preach to the choir, You get saved, you have the Holy Ghost of God living inside of you. And guess what? He's plenty powerful. (laughs) Amen. So, tonight, let me ask you this question and we'll close. Is Jesus in your boat so it can stay afloat? So, I'm saved. We're not talking about salvation. We're talking about a walk with him. These disciples are are saved. I believe they, they were followers of Jesus. But what happens if they jump into a boat and take off without him when he said to get into his boat? It's a good picture of the will of God. Maybe you're out of the will of God tonight. That's between you and God. I don't know. I'm just saying this tonight. You can have the victory if you're willing to come to him and just surrender it all to him. Maybe tonight your boat's full. This is what God wants. Just come down and say, Lord, I want to give it all to you. I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of sinking. You say, how do I do that? We just do it right here. Old-fashioned altar. If we could have everybody stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. Simple message tonight, nothing Nothing complex or hard about it but i do know this is very relevant to you and i that we're going to go through storms in our life our boats are going to be full and there's so many times where we just rather jump ship and we think that's going to be the way out when all god says this i just want you to look to me look to the place where he's at right now he's god on his throne look at his position he ain't worried about it he's got it all under control and don't forget his power he saved your soul from hell. That's the, that's the hardest thing anything anybody could ever do. he done that already. This storm you're going through, it's nothing to Him. What He wants is for you to cry out to Him. He wants, you to, he wants you to talk to Him tonight. Maybe you need to do that. Just do whatever God has called you to do. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, we need you so bad. There might be several in here tonight going through the storm. Your boat's full. I pray, the Lord, we just give it to you. Keep our eyes on you and realize that you're in control. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Music's playing. God spoke to your heart. Just follow the Lord.